today. This is Modern Babylon Cultural Contrarian. I wanted to uh, provide some clarity as to just an element of my reasonableness. Now, if you have had the opportunity to listen to my podcasts or visit my Facebook page or, or even just listen to me speak regarding my understanding and of the Constitution, Supreme Court precedent, the differences between Supreme Court precedent, laws, authority under color of law, and policies. Now, I've been pretty clear that policies are written for employees, and they have the ability to be requested of private citizens, but there's no authority that enforces policy. Have you ever heard of a policy enforcer? You've heard of law enforcement, but not policy enforcement. Policies are civil matters. They're not criminal matters. But to convert a policy violation into a crime requires some pretty crafty, crafty steps. Now, my desire to not comply with policies and to stand on my constitutional rights, while it does look bizarre in the public domain, it is a lawful exercise, and I do it respectfully, professionally, and courteously in the face of people that don't understand those particular unalienable rights codified in our Bill of Rights in the Constitution. So the Supreme Court tells me how I have to communicate to public servants to correct their misstatements, misrepresentations. And the lawsuit that people are starting to see is, a, is evidence of my attempts to reason with unreasonable people and I, I have no desire to seek justice. I, justice is not for me to administer. I was just hoping that they would honor their oaths and understand the limits of their authority. And if they choose to not comply with that, I can't make them do it. I have no power to make a public official do the right, ethical, moral, lawful thing. Zero power. But I do have a remedy when they're being unreasonable. And I can bring it into the court and I can allow the court to make their own determination. Now, there's a, there's a couple of people that are kind of a little uh, rage-filled that are trying to uh, create what I call a straw man argument. They haven't read the lawsuit. They don't know the depth of anything. They, they have a limited understanding of the Constitution, a limited understanding of the Supreme Court, and so much which they claim to be true, they're not willing to, to read or study and understand what the red pill reality is. So I, I just want to share something from a, a, a period of communication. I've put this in the public domain. This has been publicly available. I shared it on my Facebook page. So this particular email that I'm going to read to you was sent directly to the Octorera School Board President, Mr. Brian Fox. This was dated June 3rd of 2022. And it says, Mr. Fox, maybe it's time to come out into the daylight and clear the air. I have never had ill will towards you, the school board, and have made every attempt to be reasonable with everyone I have engaged. Since Dr. Orner, she's the school superintendent, has unlawfully reported a crime to state police, I have chosen not to return to speak to the, to the board publicly. And what that means is that Dr. Orner made it a, a claim that I was trespassing on public property. In order to be trespassed from public property, I have, the police must have evidence of a crime, and their evidence must be the statements from Dr. Orner because they did not witness a crime, nor did they document one. But anyway, that's 
it's a side issue. You had instructed via email for board member Anthony Fauzatori to communicate with me directly as a board member and to redirect me based upon your allegations of misstatements and misrepresentations. I am offering you the ability to speak directly on my issues. I have a constitutional right under the Fourth Amendment to be secure in my persons, papers, property, and effects, and cannot be compelled to surrender my Fourth Amendment rights. The board policy, which has a condition to request people to state their name and municipality, is a request to surrender their Fourth Amendment to exercise their First Amendment. A request does not require compliance, and threatening a citizen, intimidation, coercion, duress, are criminal acts under the color of law, and I referenced 18 U.S.C. 241, 18 U.S.C. 242, and 42 U.S.C. 1983. I continue, law enforcement doesn't have the authority to enforce policy. Exercising a constitutionally protected right cannot be converted into a criminal act, bracket, causing a disturbance. That is the allegation in which Dr. Orner had stated my disruption was causing a disturbance. And this is, this is established in Murdoch v. Pennsylvania. That is written in this letter I referenced, Murdoch v. Pennsylvania. The board refuses to seek counsel from a civil rights attorney and has engaged the school solicitor on a private legal matter. The letter of intent to sue was a reasonable attempt to communicate to the individuals who are acting as board members to seek appropriate counsel and rectify their errors. Assuming that you will disagree with all the above statements simply provides evidence to we the people that we have met the criteria as required in Graham versus Connor of the board being unreasonable with the documented trail of informing the board the limits of their authority. I have no expectation nor desire to interact further with the board on these issues. It is true that a lawsuit is in process and will only be real to the board and others when a first official service is provided. It is fair to represent a lawsuit as a threat up until actual service. And I appreciate your position on the record for further evidence. It would be prudent that the school solicitor and other board members be presented with this communication. I will refrain from carbon copying them and rely upon you to make the best decision for yourself, the board, and the community. And then I signed it. So I believe I got a response to that email. And here's the response. This is from Mr. Brian Fox, school board president. You are using the financial resources of parents of our district to fund your ill-conceived efforts. You are not a constituent of our school district, and I will no longer reply. That was dated on Friday, June 3rd. Oh, excuse me, when was that? That was on June 8th. My apologies. So then I sent another email. But this email... I sent to Mr. Fox, and I carbon copied the entire board. I said, Brian Fox, comma, I, I understand that you desire to terminate 
any conversation with me. At one point you had stated you were willing to engage in a conversation. As I have never had ill will nor ill intentions and merely wanted to vocalize the concerns of many constituents at the appropriate time, appropriate place, and appropriate manner. Unfortunately, my attempts to speak for three minutes were converted into a criminal act in violation of Murdoch v. Pennsylvania. I have always remained open to a conversation to air my concerns and ensure the citizens are being heard. As a demonstration of good faith, I would recommend that we schedule a meeting to discuss a few issues. Policy 903 and the lawful limits of enforcement based upon the Constitution. Other policy enforcement which may infringe upon child's civil rights. I'd like to obtain a copy of the criminal report slash complaint or sworn affidavit provided to Trooper Kochka that details a crime that occurred on March 21st. I had been in receipt of a letter from the school solicitor, which I have ignored and did not provide a response. The solicitor has no standing regarding the letter of intent to sue sent to the board members in their private person capacity. To date, no defendant has replied. I had hoped to have a reasonable conversation all along regarding the limits of school board authority. I still remain open to those conversations as I have not completed and formally filed the federal lawsuit just yet, nor have I arranged for personal service. If you are amicable to such a conversation on the record in honor of the Sunshine Law, I can coordinate my schedule accordingly. Also, if you want to include other board members, I am fine with that as well. My intentions have evidence of me attempting to be lawful and reasonable through this entire process, this entire engagement. I am fully aware that Graham v. Connor is protection for you to attempt to be reasonable. However, the path the board has chosen is for neither the board nor I to determine who has been reasonable under the law. I am hopeful for reasoned conversation, and then I sign it. So this that was sent on June 9th, and I've received no response. I've had no opportunity to interact, speak, communicate. There's been no communication from anybody within the Octorare School District. Should I expect one? Absolutely not. I'm hopeful. I desire. I would love to have that opportunity to talk to them, even up to this day, after I officially filed my lawsuit. I had not wanted to go to file my federal claim. If you read that federal complaint, you will read my intentions. Now, people that are out there barking at the heels and making statements that haven't read that document or have chosen not to read or understand these documents, bark, 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 bark. I understand if you are part of the board or you're married to someone on the board or you're one of the other named individuals on this, this is uncomfortable. Yeah, it is uncomfortable. I had never wanted to get here. I can't hold anybody accountable. You can do whatever you darn well please, and I can't stop you. However, when you violate my rights, if I know how to proceed, I can let the judge determine if there is a remedy for the crimes you perpetrated against me. Now, he may not. He absolutely may not. I believe I met the burden of proof to overcome that Graham versus Connor reasonableness standard as of this starting in October, and it continued up to January 9th with the January 8th kind of fabricated response. Mr. Fox has no evidence to the claims in which he is stating to me. 
He's very good and effective at creating straw man. He really is. I applaud him for that. He probably does very well for his employer because his lies, his misrepresentations, his mischaracterizations, he, he's probably making good bank. I just don't operate from that position of ethical compromise and moral integrity compromise. I don't operate that. But I know there are many tremendous successful people that have compromised their morals, ethics, and values to the advancement of themselves. Now, I, I just am not a fan of citizens' rights being harmed and people that are bullies using threats, intimidation, coercion, duress, false imprisonment, and stealing property from children. That is wrong. You don't have any authority to steal something from somebody, but I, I'm going off. So I'm going to hopefully put this in a, a video where I can present this written evidence that you can see it for yourselves. But as an audio broadcast, you can, you can come over into my Facebook page on Culture Contrarian where I've made this available in the public view anyway. Thanks. This Culture Contrarian, man, modern Babylon... And I'm saying, put this communication in your intellectual pipe and smoke it. If you like red herrings and straw man, ah, this is where they get, the fish gets thrown out in the garbage and the straw men get deconstructed but like some wicked witch of the West with the flying spider monkeys. 